our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Pit is brought to you by Stanley and the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the Money Pit is on the road today. We're coming to you from season 36 of This Old House, a beautiful Victorian in Belmont, Massachusetts, where a couple is getting not only their dream house, but it's being renovated by the dream team. Yeah, seriously. You know, after more than three decades of bringing old houses back to life, these guys are the experts that you want renovating your house for sure. We're going to hear from the team and the homeowners a little later this hour about what the last few months have been like here. Plus, we're going to get advice on how to move shrubs and plants from one location to another, which had to be done to make way for a beautiful front porch right here, a very Victorian detail. Roger's always moving something. He sure is. (laughs) And as we check out this home from the past, we'll take a look at the home of the future with tips on how you can make your home a smart home, which will help save money and energy along the way. Well, 36 seasons later, he's still here. Up next is Norm Abram, the one and only original cast member who's been on the scene since day one of this old house. Welcome, Norm. Glad you're here. I guess uh, you hear this all the time. Could you ever have believed 36 seasons ago that you'd still be doing this? (laughs) No way. No way at all. It's hard to believe that 36 seasons, 36 years have gone by. Um, I mean, I guess a little bit of the tip to me that it has been 36 years is that I used to be able to go back and name every single project in what town we were in. And, you know, as I get older, that gets harder and harder to do. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's like we were starting. We had 12 stations. We knew every single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, I think it's interesting. You guys have been doing this forever. I mean, I can remember my dad calling me into the den as a little girl. You know, I was five when the show started and coming in and watching, you know, watching you build things and just being fascinated and seeing then you learning and adapting. You know, now all these years later, are you still being challenged? I mean, are there things you don't know yet or you're learning? Oh, sure. You're always learning. Um, You know, there's a different way to do things. There's new materials out there. There's new adhesives out there. There's a lot of things in the building industry. That, that have changed. I think for a long time the building industry was very static. It was it was reluctant to change, but in the last twenty years, I think it started to change more and more. It's and, and the energy codes have caused us to change. I mean, we now have to build houses differently. It's getting more and more complicated. So there's a lot to learn. There's a lot of new technologies, a lot of new products that have to be incorporated that we never thought about before. Now, as many new products and new technologies that are available to you, it doesn't necessarily mean 
that you're going to use all that. And in this particular home, you know, one of the tendencies that people do when they have old homes is they rip out the old windows. You know, they just feel that they're completely not salvageable. To have a single pane window today is a foolish thing to do. And so they usually rip them all out. And despite the fact that it's a beautiful Victorian from 1895, it's got maybe vinyl frame windows. You took a different approach here. You actually restored the windows. We saw you uh, in an episode with Dave Greenwood mm-hmm. uh, take these windows apart step by step and put them back together. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, we've been along that line for a long time. You know, if you come to an old house and the windows are as in good a condition as they were here, solid, no rot, the the frames, the jams, everything was in good condition. You look at that and you say, okay, what can I do? I can rip them out, put in new windows, or I can refurbish them. The single pane glass is never going to have any issues with losing the gas or the, right. mm-hmm. the insulating glass uh, space that's in there and fog up on you. So you've got good glass. You put in new weights. There's better weather strips now that you can incorporate into these old windows. So you get a nice tight window. And if you have a storm window on it, you know what? The difference between that and the average insulating glass window is not all that great. Now, the pulley system for the windows, I mean, is that something that's easily available? Or are you modifying old ones to make them good as new? Well, again, the thing that fails on the pulley systems is generally the rope. The pulleys almost always stay intact. I'm sure you can go to any salvage yard that's been taking these things apart and pick up similar ones that would work. The weights hardly ever break, and usually you can find piles of those in the salvage Mm -hmm. stores. And it's really a choice of you you might want to change from rope to chain because that's another system. We didn't go to chain here because the homeowners didn't want to have the noise. There's right. a little more noise when the window goes up and down. So you can find the parts. That's not a problem. There's still plenty of houses out there, and there's a lot of salvage yards who don't throw it away. There's a big pile of uh, iron sitting there, and you just find the right weight for your window. Now, this is not the first time you've been to Belmont. You were here 20-something years yeah, ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. Did you, get, did you get a chance to uh, go back and look at that project and see how it survived all these years? Yeah, we did go back. Uh, <clears throat> one of the early shows, we looked at different periods of Victorians. And as part of the end of that tour, we said, you know, we did one here 20-something years ago. Let's go take a look. Well, when we pulled up, <laughs> I was like, you sure this is the right house? <laughs> 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 because they had painted it. <clears throat> A totally sort of blue, purplish. I mean, the oh, color boy. blue. It was yeah. like, wow, that's a big difference. <laughs> and and of course, we had footage where we flashed back where mm-hmm. we the homeowners gutted the kitchen. We and we had wood shingles to replace on the outside. So we showed the homeowner how to pull a wood shingle out and how to put a new one in and tap it into place. It was really they were really nice people to work with. And, of course, there's a new owner there now, and uh, he invited us in. And the kitchen was still the same way it was when we left, and it was still in good condition. And we said, oh, the Franny boys did a great job on the countertops. I remember this. This was a really worn-down area, and the homeowners, the original homeowners, wanted to keep the wainscoting that was in there, so we saved that for them. So it was so nice to go back and see a house that was in its second time of ownership Mm -hmm. since we had done the project and see it so well cared for, except for the paint color. (laughs) But I think that's, you know, that's a sign of excellent workmanship. I mean, you guys really know what you're doing. And if that's done well, then it's going to last from owner to owner and they're going to recognize it. Yeah, there's two pieces to that, I think. Even if it's done well, it's still a responsibility of the homeowner to maintain it. Mm -hmm. Because no matter how well it's done, if you don't properly maintain your home, it's going to deteriorate quickly. We're talking to Norm Abram, season 36 
of this old house after all of those years, Norm, is there a project that you've always wanted to do that you've not been able to find yet? <laughs> What's on your wish list? Well, you know, I, we've talked about working on a, you know, a masonry type house, a, a house that was all bricks. I grew up in a house that my father built that was a brick ranch. We've done a little bit of work around those, but I don't think we've ever done one that's a, you know, put an addition on a brick style house. Uh, that would be one. Boy, I don't know. You know, it's you kind of fall upon these projects and then you get you fall in love with them. Well, if you're thinking that you've got that house that Norm wants to remodel, they're looking for new projects right now for uh, season 37. And you could submit those at thisoldhouse.com slash pick my house. Norm Abram, thank you so much for being a part once again of the Money Pit and for sharing your extensive knowledge with us. Happy to be there. Well, from homes of the past to the home of the future, if you'd like to cut your energy bills, you might want to consider a home improvement that's getting a lot of attention right now, and that is home automation. Yeah, you know, there's lots of interest right now in smart home products, and it's not surprising because we're all getting more tech savvy. Add that to the widespread availability of Wi-Fi connectivity, and home automation really becomes an affordable reality. Now, for many homeowners, the idea of home automation can seem a little bit overwhelming. But if you think about it, there's some really easy ways to get started on creating that smart home. Now, just like any other project, the best approach is really just to take one step at a time. Kind of break it down. All right. But before you go and buy any smart home products, you've got to figure out what problem you're trying to solve or what task you want to make easier around your home. For example, are your energy bills too high? Does your family leave lights on around the house all the time? Those are questions to ask. Yeah. Or for example, your house is using like way too much water. Do you want to check in on the house and be alerted if something's wrong, even if you're not there? Once you've answered why you're looking at these automations, systems, check out the smart home products that are designed to help you reach that specific goal. And that's today's home automation tip presented by The Home Depot, the destination for smart home solutions and technology with a huge variety of brands and expansive platforms both in-store and online at homedepot.com. Yep, like the kit at 2-in-1 wireless smoke and CO alarm with voice alerts. Check the alarm and get alerts on your smartphone. Check it out at The Home Depot and homedepot.com. All right, still ahead, we're going to hear from this old house landscaping contractor, Roger Cook, who's joining us with details on how to add curb appeal with your exterior landscaping. And today's broadcast is presented by Stanley Mechanics Tool Sets. No matter if your project is automotive, recreational, or home improvement, you can rely on Stanley Mechanics Tools for versatility, durability, and to get the job done right. We'll be back with more from the set of the 36th season of This Old House in Belmont, Mass. After this, you live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. 
Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's AirDoctorPro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IAPMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And welcome to a very special edition of the Money Pit. We are in Belmont, Massachusetts, where this old house is wrapping up another successful season of the program. That's right. The current season is running right now on PBS. You can check your local listings. But we are giving you a sneak peek, so to speak, of the finished home. And as with every This Old House project, details count. And that most certainly includes a solid landscaping plan, something Roger Cook knows all all too well. Roger, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me up. So you had uh, quite a bit to do here, and part of which involves saving plants that had to kind of move out of the way and then be replaced later to kind of bring back the curb appeal. Talk about that. Well, it was an interesting thing that we've done on other projects before. As you get to a house and there's going to be a lot of construction, sometimes the yard is big enough to store the plants that we would save mm-hmm. and bring them back in. In this case... There's no room to do anything. No, it's right. small yard. It's yeah. a postage stamp. So we selected what we thought were some really nice specimen plants that would be worth the money of digging up, balling and burlapping. We transported them to my house, and I watered them for the summer, and then we brought them back in. And it's an instant landscape. So it's, kind of, you had some I mean, adopted children. Really good care. Yeah. yeah, you had some adopted children for the season. Yeah, <laughs> out, out every night with the hose. Exactly, sure. taking care of them. Yeah, yeah. but it... Uh, 
it's a great way to get instant height, too. There was some good-sized plants that we were able to save and put in the landscape. I mean, the mature ones always look the best. Yeah, yeah. It makes a huge difference. We can't always afford a lot of mature right. trees either, and this is one way to save a little bit of money. Now, it seems like the backyard space is a very large tree. Um it probably gets pretty shady back there in the summer months, yes? Yes. And um, Jen Wada did a plan for the back of the house and did a great job with stepping stones and ground covers in there specific that will grow in shade areas. You know, shade is tough. Right. But then you add in the root system of that maple tree, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you get double tough. Yeah. Seriously, you can't go anywhere with that. No, there's a lot of competition for those nutrients. That's why the irrigation system we put in will really help out there because it'll be consistent water to right. help those perennials get established. But, you know, you will have to water them. And what we do cases when we see they're starting to suffer is we'll go around with a spade and cut around the perennial and literally all we're cutting are the roots of the tree that have grown around the perennial and try to give it. It's some, amazing. Yeah. So yeah. if we have a shady backyard, what are some good shade plants that would work for ground cover? Um, we like to stick with the things that are tough because if it's shady, it's usually dry. Right. Um, I know she used vinca. There's Baltic ivy, which some people don't like. There's there's all courses of perennials that will do fairly well mm-hmm. in the shade. You got hosta. Hostas are great. And yeah. vinca is interesting because it gets a beautiful purple flower. Yeah. And I think people really seem stuck when they think of shade. Oh, it's going to be green or dark or no, I'm not going to like it. Not at all. And you know the colors you can get in hosta, still be bleeding hot, things like that, that will really jump out at you with that dark background. A little bit of color mm-hmm. really goes a long way. In the vinca, you can get now in a purple and a white flower if you want to. It's so pretty. Shade gardens are like my favorite. They always have that sort of like moonlit aspect to them. When and I feel they, like all the flowers have that like almost that lavendery blue tone. I love them. Yeah. And when everything grows together and it just becomes a mass, it's just color. Like you said, when everything goes off, it's like fireworks mm-hmm. going off. It's pretty. We're talking to Roger Cook, the landscaping contractor on TV's This Old House, about the work that was done at this 1895 Victorian in Belmont, Massachusetts, here in season 36 of This Old House. Roger, I noticed there was a large area of sod that was added. If you're thinking about restoring a lawn or creating a lawn in your own home, what's the cost-benefit analysis of doing sod versus just planting from scratch? How do you make that decision? It's based on your wants, your patience, and your pocketbook. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like everything in life. It, well, it, <laughs> it is right now too late to seed. If we had put seed down, it would have been a mud bath. All went along, mm-hmm. and, and no one can live with that. What I usually do to introduce people to the difference from sod to seed is I grab a piece of sod, and I walk over to the house, and I go, you see this piece of sod? Right. It's grown under perfect conditions for 16 months. Then it's cut up and shipped and put in your front yard. Can you duplicate that? Can you give it all the water, fertilizing, mowing, and everything it needs to come to that piece of sod? And it You're buying time, I guess, right. is the best right. way to put it. But that right. really requires a lot of prep. You want to make sure that it's going to well, adhere, I guess, for lack of a better word. The prep is the same for seed or sod. It's just the very top coat that you change. Interesting. You rototill. You add compost. You add sand. You, you analyze the soil and find out what micronutrients it might need. Then you rake everything everything off perfectly smooth, and then there's your choice. You either put down the seed or you put down the sod. So the prep is always the same. The more you prep, the deeper you prep, the deeper the root system will go, the stronger it'll be. And I think if you think about it, there's a theme here. With home improvement, the key is always the prep. Whether it's landscaping or painting or anything, that's the secret. Roger Cook knows the secrets. Roger, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit, and congratulations on another beautiful project here in Belmont, Massachusetts. Thank you.
Well, there's probably no one more excited about this day finally being here than Catherine and Marat Beecher, the homeowners of this old house. Catherine, Marat, welcome to the program. Thanks for having us. Congratulations. You finally reached the end of this amazing restoration. Lots of credits, you guys, for having the vision to make the decisions that you did in this house. It's absolutely gorgeous. Thank you so much. How did you find this old house? How did you guys connect up? People um, always think this is a fascinating story. It's usually a happenstance. Yeah, so um, the the painter of the show, Mora, uh, was here to just give us an estimate because we were getting started with a renovation. When he saw the house, he basically said, guys, this is the perfect house. You know, it's the exact right scope, the right town. Timing is great. You've got to apply. Right. And um, we've been big fans of the show for a long time. And we had been joking amongst right. ourselves that we should apply. And then we just said, well, we're never going to get it. So what's the point? And then <laughs> when, when Morrow sort of, he sort of emboldened us a little bit. And right. so we, we literally applied through their online process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're actually looking for projects right now for 2016. You know, we were just thinking, hey, we might be in your house in 2016 if you apply today. Who knows, right? Yeah, that's right. That's true. Now, did you always have the foresight to sort of bring this Victorian back to her original beauty? Or was this something that sort of evolved as you got in it with this old house? As we were shopping for houses, we've only just owned this house for a little over a year. And uh, as we were shopping for houses, we knew we wanted something that had a lot of old world charm. Okay. Um, And Victorians are one of our favorite type of architecture. So, so we did know that we wanted to um, bring a, a lot of the life back into this house th- from a Victorian lens. And we had found an architect who really saw that vision along with us. And what's your favorite part now that the home is nearing completion? What, what really surprised you about this renovation? Quality is amazing. I mean, Tommy and his guys are just really the best. Second to none, yeah. Right. I think overall we're, we're very, very pleased. But the front porch has definitely been... My favorite. It's just the it changed the facade of the house completely. It made a huge difference. You see yourselves spending uh, many a summer evening sitting out there. I now? think so. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We have a pretty active social street, so I, I do think that we'll be able to. For I mean, me- it really changed the whole stance of the house. It yeah. just took up a whole different footprint. It's beautiful. That's right. And now it matches in with the rest of the neighborhood. Before it was kind of a, a little bit of a um, recessed house. It, it didn't have a real pre- presence or personality mm-hmm. of its own. And now it really it does stand on its own in the street. So the porch wasn't there. You guys added that. Let's talk about something that was here that you decided to keep, the clawfoot tub and the marble counter in the guest bath. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, there were a lot of really beautiful things already in the home, and we we both love clawfoot tubs. Uh, it was in kind of rough shape, and um, so when we had the opportunity to refinish it, it just seemed so perfect, you know, that we could sort of keep something that uh, was original to the house and that had been used and loved by, by many other people through mm-hmm. its history, um, but that was now in, in a great shape for us to be right. using it for our 30 years that we'll live here. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, beautiful job. It's just a, such a spectacular renovation. We're so pleased to be able to come here and share this day with you. Catherine Moret, thank you so much for being a part of the Money Pit. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, the finishing touches, fabrics, and features are like the icing on the cake of a home renovation. We're going to hear from the designer on this project when the Money Pit continues from the set of This Old House in Belmont, Massachusetts, after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Lutron's new Maestro Occupancy Sensing Switch. 
Never ask, who left the lights on again? Starting at around $20, this motion-sensing light switch turns the lights on automatically when you walk into a room and off when you leave and works with all types of light bulbs. Learn more at LutronSensors.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Coming to you today from Belmont, Massachusetts, where the cast and crew of this old house is celebrating three words today. It's a wrap. That's right. Season 36 just wrapped up, and we are here getting an exclusive look at the finished product. Now, major renovation of a Victorian home was their project that they undertook this year, and Isonine has made it possible for us to be here. Makers of Isonine Spray Foam Insulation, the evolution of insulation. Now, the last part of any makeover is the details, the fabrics, the furniture, the finishes, and the colors. It's kind of the ooh and the ah factor. Yeah, and you know what? The details are really what will make this house a home. So here to tell us about all the beautiful details in this Belmont project is interior designer Amanda Reed. Welcome, Amanda. Thank you. So what did you keep in mind when designing this house? What kind of specifics were these homeowners looking for? Well, they wanted to put back a lot of the Victorian charm and details into the house, so that was very important. Uh, the homeowner, Catherine, you know, they had salvaged some uh, architectural elements that needed to be worked into the design. Okay. Yeah, we also wanted it to make it feel fresh and updated mm-hmm. and functional for a modern family. Yeah, I mean, there's so many choices and beautiful materials to choose from. And I think there's a lot of really great standout pieces. You know, it's like I'm in love with the tile that you used up on the third floor bathroom. I love the paint detail that you did in the master bath. What was the journey to sort of pick out those really beautiful jeweled pieces of the house? Right. Well, it's a collaborative process with the homeowners. That's how I always work with clients. For the finishes and materials, we wanted to make selections that could have been you know, original to the house. Right. So, so kind of trying to stay true to the period of 1895. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why we, you know, selected marble for the master bath and for the powder room floor. But yet, you know, we also needed to have function in mind and use right. porcelain tile, mm-hmm. for example, in the mud room. You know, and for the, are you talking about the custom wall finish in the bedroom? I love that custom wall finish. My goodness, I stared at it for a good long time before I realized it was not wallpaper. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> right, right. Well, the the sleep, the whole master suite is, is fairly large, but this actual sleeping area, the bedroom, is quite small. So mm-hmm. I felt like it needed something really special, you know, and we could have done wallpaper, which would have been nice, but this is a, a totally custom treatment. You know, it was designed by an artist. You know, I worked with her to come up with a concept. And then she uh, hand-painted it onto the wall. I mean, it's so beautiful. And I think what you've done to really bring out the period elements, like the ceiling medallions down on the first floor, one of them, you know, was just taken aback to a slightly pinky aged detail, which really just sets off so much in that room. Right. Well, that was actually, we left it as it was. Oh, really? Yes. But, uh, you know, before the lights were, you know, kind of semi-flush and there were a lot of the medallions were covered by the old light fixtures. Mm-hmm. So uh, the light fixture selection that, uh, you know, we chose things that were more pendants to shine, to help the medallions, you know, shine. Yeah. And, you know, back in the late 1800s, you know, you didn't have bright lights. I mean, you had sunshine. That was your bright light, right? Mm -hmm. Everything else was kind of muted. And so with these colors, you have to choose lights that don't really overwhelm them, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, I think people get a little 
lost or nervous when they want to even contemplate working with a designer? I don't Mm -hmm. know if they always know what they're getting into when Mm -hmm. they get in with a designer. Do you have any advice for somebody who might be looking to find those finishing touches for their home, but really don't know where to begin? I would say think about what their goals are. I know my first step for working with clients is I have a new client questionnaire that really helps to define the scope, project goals, preferences, and uh, it's really helpful uh, as a first step. And that's what I always use as a first step for a project. Because people tend to get overwhelmed by just the sheer volume of choices. And they're afraid to make the wrong choice, right? Sure, right. Yeah, there's so many choices out there. Right. And that's why people uh, will often you know, want a designer because you know, we, you know, that's my job to weed out you know, those choices and present what I think are the best options based on, you know, this particular client and their Mm -hmm. lifestyle and their preferences. You know, images are also very helpful, you know, so most clients now will use different, you know, there are different websites, so they'll either, you know, create these idea books to Mm -hmm. show me spaces that they like or even don't like, you know, so the questionnaire images, those are immensely helpful to start a design project. And then I guess the last tip I would give about working with a designer is, you know, don't be afraid to take risks and go mm-hmm. a little bit out of your comfort zone right. for some items. You know, you're hiring this professional for a reason, for their expertise. And, you know, sometimes, you know, in the end, if you go with them, a lot of times that will be the element that you like most. Right. right. Yeah, I think there's a, you're providing the safety net. Because certainly as we're doing this on our own, we might consider taking a risk. But if the risk is something that's sort of endorsed by the designer, you know that you're not going to go too far off the field. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Exactly. You know, I think it's really great. You've done such a beautiful job in this home. And, you know, the use of these soft, muted sort of accent colors that carry throughout. There's like hints of these lavenders and hints of these grays. Mm -hmm. And it really plays so wonderfully to the scope of the house. Were the homeowners delighted in the whole process with you? Oh, yeah. They were great to work with. You know, as far as the color palette, I love to have a color palette, you know, for an entire house. I think it establishes design continuity. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, even if different accent colors are introduced in other spaces, you know, it doesn't have to be the exact same colors in each room and the same uh, amount of that color in Mm -hmm. each room. But it's nice to have something that carries all throughout the house. So it feels like a home and one space. And it certainly does right here here amanda reed the designer here on the belmont project of this season of tv's this old house thank you so much for stopping by the money pit all right well things get real when tv deadlines and construction deadlines collide coming up we're going to talk about what it takes to produce a season of this old house Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Reality TV is a term we've learned is used pretty loosely, except when you're talking about a production like This Old House. This is about as real as it gets. Yep, and dare I say that This Old House was certainly the first reality home improvement show. They've been doing this time and time again for 36 seasons. But now we get to talk to sort of a newcomer to This Old House. John Tomlin is the senior series producer. And John, is this your first TOH production? Um, This year is the first time producing. Last year, last season, I directed a few episodes. So I've 
you know, was sort of eased into the project. So they, they tried you out, worked tried, out okay, yeah. and decided to keep you. Huh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to us about what it takes to put a show like this on the air. How do you sort of marry the production deadlines and the construction deadlines and kind of make it all come together? Well, it's, uh, you know, it's... It, the way you you look at it is how, what does it take to build a house? Right. Uh, you know what are the steps that are involved, and you sit down with the guys who are doing the work and say, well, when are you going to do that? When are you going to put the board and plaster up? When are you going to do the rough plumbing? And you work out a schedule, and of course you never live by it. Never. Um, but right. you know, you every week we will. You know, adjust and talk, readjust. Talk to Tommy and say, you know, what's going to happen this week? Are we really going to put board and plaster up? No, we can't do that because the inspector needs to do so and so. Right. What else can we do instead? So right. So the key is being flexible and having exactly. a good plan. Right. Uh, and then having a second plan, exactly. <laughs> a backup plan. Right. And a backup plan to the backup plan. Absolutely. Now, how does this work? I mean, you're dealing with production deadlines because you've got a TV series to put out, obviously. Right. And you're also dealing with construction deadlines. And how do you marry the two to meet that end goal? Well, we only pick projects that we are pretty darn sure are going to finish when we need them to finish. Or if there's going to be surprises, they're manageable surprises that will add to the program, right. not ones that will you know, throw it off the rails. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we and we give ourselves a little pad. So, you know, we know we're going to end the show and, and you know, at the right time end the number of episodes at the right, right time. And, so, we, and we work backwards from there. So season 36, you must feel an awful lot of responsibility carrying this brand forward, huh? I do. And, you know, for me coming in, you know, I had to learn their language. You right. know, mm-hmm. and they've been doing this, you know, they, they started doing the show when handheld video cameras were brand new. Nobody had them before. Oh, is that right? And these guys started using them. They were mm-hmm. one of the first shows that did that. And so they created their own language for how to how to do things. Right. So coming in here, you know, I've worked on many, many shows over my career, but coming in here, I had to learn their language and their way of doing things. So, you know, it's for me, it's been a, a great learning experience. I mean, this is really phenomenal. I bet you probably get asked a lot by friends, family. Are they now looking for you for construction advice? Yeah. Or, you know, what are, are they asking about the show? They, they'd be making a mistake if they did. <laughs> That's all I can say. But what are they asking? People want to know, you know... Will you come and work on my house? That's right. the first thing that everybody says. Uh, but, uh, you know, everybody, it, it, people, it's all about, you know, what's local? What's what's the problem in their house? Do they, you know, can you tell me about, I've got this electrical problem. Can you help me out with that? I've got a water in the basement. What do you do about it? So that? here's the key. Have you actually been able to give anyone good advice based I, on your experience I, here? I never give people advice about <laughs> that stuff. I say, uh, you know, I know who to talk to, but don't ask me. So um, what would you consider sort of the the highlights of this project from your perspective as the director? I mean, what what really made this special to you? Uh, It's the transformation. Um, This was a tired old house. And the kitchen was, you know, it was beat. Yeah. And the front of the house was really plain and not very interesting. And if you see what happened seven months later, it is amazing. Yeah, and you can see that right now. The episodes are rolling out on your local PBS stations. Uh, I caught one last night. Just amazing. Saw you working on that front porch. What an amazing detail. Yeah, it's uh, the front porch to me. I mean, they spent you know weeks uh, building that, and just the detail that went into it. I don't, I don't know if you noticed, but it, it has these 
columns that flare out mm-hmm. uh, and they, they have uh, wooden shingles on them. It took one carpenter a full day to do one of those. Wow. And I don't know, there must be 12 of them. Yeah. So uh, that's the kind of detail that went into that porch. And that's the kind of detail you would have gotten in 1895 when materials were expensive and labor was cheap. Exactly. And that's why you have so many of these beautiful homes that are available for this level of restoration. Right, exactly. Well, and that's why you really partner with this old house because you're not going to find, well, you're not going to every day find a contractor or a builder or an artist who's going to put the love and detail into that. And you know that's what you're getting with this team. Well, Tommy knows his stuff. I mean, you know, the... The, the way just watching him work and the way he figures things out, how to do things, and it's just amazing to watch, and it's really a lot of fun. Now, you had a lot of structural issues here that had to be addressed, right? Were they tricky to shoot? Uh, that story? Uh, absolutely tricky because a lot of them, you know, they're inside the wall. They're inside the ceiling. They're, you know, it's very hard to, to show. Uh, and so we had to, you know, figure out ways to do it. We did a lot of animation and things like that to help. Right. Show yeah. That. Are you using like, you know, uh, pinhole cameras or GoPros and we, stuff like that? We use GoPros kinda... a lot. You know, we, just anything we can think of. We use drones. We use anything we can yeah. think of to help us tell to the To get story. the right shot. Right. I mean, it's really amazing. What, what unfolds every day here on your set, which is essentially a construction site, is just That's what it is. a and, massive amount of challenges, I imagine. Yeah. So what's next for, uh, for you in this old house? Well, we, uh, we have a project on the North Shore of Boston, and it's a unique project for us because it's not an old house. It's a, a house that was designed and built in a factory to look like an old house. Wow. And so we're going to follow. It's actually new construction from beginning to end, which the show has never done before. Benefits of both old world home and and, and new technology to make it super energy efficient. John Tomlin, the senior producer for TV's This Old House, thank you so much for being a part of the Money Pit. Thank you. All right, more from Belmont Mass in the 36th season of This Old House when the Money Pit continues after this. We live in a Money Pit. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Money Pit is brought to you by Glisten. Glisten makes it easy to clean, freshen, and maintain your dishwasher, disposer, microwave, and washing machine. So improve the performance of your appliances with cleaning solutions from Glisten, the machine cleaning experts. Visit glistencleaners.com.
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you've been listening to a very special edition of the Money Pit today, coming to you from Belmont, Massachusetts, where the cast and crew of This Old House is wrapping up Season 36. And today's broadcast has been made possible by Isonine Spray Foam Insulation. Isonine, the evolution of insulation. You know, Tom, I got to tell you, there's so many beautiful details in this house. And I think that's really what makes this Victorian such a stunner. And they're just so authentic and beautiful. I love all the stained glass. Everywhere you turn, the glass is either seated or has some sort of unique sort of, you know, offness to it that really makes it authentic. I think the details is really what made this project really kind of come alive. And I think that's an important lesson because there are so many of those small details that we can do in our own homes. And just because you can't do it all doesn't mean Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be attacking this in small pieces. For example, did you see the bathroom floor? On the third floor up here, I'm the tile. I'm like in love with it. The tile's amazing. Now, this so it's is sort of a, like a Moroccan sextant shape, and it's a uh, cobalt blue that looks almost like oversaturated. Um, it's stunning on the floor. And in the master bedroom, that's not wallpaper. It's a beautiful hand-painted detail on the wall with this really lovely soft lavender wash. And, you know, from across the room, even in front of it, I think it's wallpaper. It's gorgeous. So the lesson is, even if you have one wall in your bedroom or... Uh, four by six foot section of a bathroom mm-hmm. floor, you can tackle these small projects. You can do them once, do them right, do them well, and then add to that over time. Yeah, I mean, really, it's about finding these moments, and that's truly what it is. Everywhere you turn in this house, you know, it's beautifully designed, and there's moments that really just transport you to the beautiful era that this home once was. And I think that's really important for every homeowner to sort of walk away with this create a moment, create a vignette. Make that a special, beautiful spot. And then you'll really love your house more every day. So give me one moment that you created in your house. Oh, my goodness. I have this beautiful moment over my mantle. I have this big starburst mirror, and I have a series of different sort of candle holders and fossilized shells and things that I swap out depending on the season of the year. And that's sort of an evolving moment, you know, quarterly. And I try to make that always happen. In the spring, there's a lot of green and orchids and moss. And in the fall, it's more rich and autumny. You know, I really want that to stand out. So that always is changing for me, but that's a consistent moment moment in my home. So, of course, your moment is very decor-inspired. Mine's going to be very structural-inspired. Right, my moment was the uh, Douglas fir floor that we found when we pulled up the carpets in our mm-hmm. house. The original floors were there. You know, you look at them, you think they're hardwood, but they're really softwood. And you really know because right where the doorways are, they were physically worn down right. just from 100 years of people walking from the dining room to the kitchen and so on. And so that material, of course, wasn't available. We were able to find the actual raw wood and had to mill replacement planks. And we did it in such a way that we used sort of a finger joint technique mm-hmm. to kind of wind it blends in. it perfectly yeah well the thing is it didn't blend perfectly when we first put it down because you put new wood against 100 plus year old wood so colors are completely the different new was like kind of reddish and the, and the old was sort of like auburnish you mm-hmm. know and the thing was though give it a year of the sunshine just getting to it and it all kind of melted together and you cannot tell where the old and new are separated today so find your moment in your house and make that possible and if it turns out you got a ton of moments <laughs> you'd like to have the guys from this old house stop by and help you out they're actually looking for projects right now. The search is on for 2016 projects for this old house. So if you're thinking about doing a major renovation, this is an opportunity. They're looking for all sorts of homes. It doesn't have to be an 1895 Victorian. It could and they be want all styles, too. All styles, 
It could be rural. It could be in a city. If you think you've got an interesting project, send it in to the folks at this old And you house. know Norm wants to do a brick house. Yeah, he did. He mentioned So that. if you've so got a brick house and your dream is that. to meet Norm, I mean, this is, you know, we're just handing it to you right now. Yeah, it's easy to do. You just go to thisoldhouse.com slash pickmyhouse. That's thisoldhouse.com slash pickmyhouse. Hey, who knows? We might be broadcasting from your house one year from today. Hey, coming up next time on The Money Pit, if you need extra space, you might want to think about looking under your feet. We'll have advice on how you can tackle a popular project finishing your basement on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone.